When it comes to making positive lifestyle changes, whether keto or not, there are a lot of components and habits to consider, including things like socialization and even alcohol. I'm Kelly Youngstrom, and this is Keep Yourself Well. No matter how long I have been coaching and what style of coaching I've done from previous bodybuilding diets to most recently ketogenic coaching and for the inevitable future moving forward ketogenic coaching, I don't want to say one of the first questions I get asked, but definitely a common question that I get asked is, can you drink alcohol on keto? Can alcohol be a part of a ketogenic approach to nutrition or just a balanced, healthy lifestyle in general, if keto is not the way for you? And my very annoying response to this is it depends. One of the first things it depends upon is your personal ability to practice moderation. When it comes to lifestyle changes and something like the potential of bringing in alcohol in moderation, I think a high level of self-awareness and honesty with oneself is really important. And oftentimes I think when it comes to habits or behaviors such as alcohol and one's relationship with alcohol, this can be a sensitive personal investigation and self-reflection. So I think it begins with the dependence on your true ability to practice moderation. Are you someone who can enjoy alcohol in moderation? And if so, then maybe there's a place for alcohol in a balanced approach to nutrition, again, ketogenic or otherwise. I believe it can be challenging to accept when we are maybe not being served by the relationship we have with alcohol because it is such a common part of our socializing and our society. Personally, I did not drink alcohol for the better part of seven years while I was bodybuilding. And I was quite young at this time, like in my early twenties and just into like my mid to late twenties. And I just remember how uncomfortable it made other people situationally. And I was lucky to become very comfortable very quickly navigating around those social situations, but it was a really unique and positive experience to have in the sense of now working with clients and helping them to navigate their relationship with alcohol and their socialization with alcohol. So it can be challenging to make decisions for yourself, I believe, when it comes to alcohol, because it is an assumed part in many social situations, whether it should be or not. So moving from you being able to potentially practice moderation and doing that self-reflection into the actual logistics of how it affects oneself physiologically. So coming from a keto perspective, technically, yes, you can practice moderate alcohol consumption and maintain ketosis if you're choosing the right form of alcohol. 
That being said, it's important to realize that alcohol is technically a macronutrient. Many people say the fourth macronutrient. I say the fifth macronutrient because ketones are the fourth macronutrient. Um, but alcohol is technically a macronutrient. There are seven calories per gram of alcohol and our body doesn't metabolize it in the same way that it does our main macronutrients of protein, carbs, and fats. So once we've introduced alcohol, our body essentially needs to burn through ethanol before it can metabolize anything else. So it's not an efficient way to fuel our body, nor is it a fuel for our body. And when you're in ketosis, our body tends to be more sensitive to the effects of alcohol due to how it's metabolized. And that is definitely something to keep in mind. I always try to give that disclaimer for people if they are on a ketogenic diet and going to pursue alcohol consumption. So we want to make sure the carbs added to our alcohol are limited if the goal is to maintain ketosis. So generally clear alcohols are going to be more keto friendly and anything else is going to be less keto friendly. Obviously this means staying away from sugar filled mixes, syrups, simple syrups, the list goes on, anything that would add sugar to the base of a drink and also staying away from higher carb alcohol beverages like beer. Um, there is the opportunity to have some wine and or champagne in moderation. Uh, the drier, the better. There's going to be lower sugar content within the alcohol itself. So if you're practicing moderation with a hard alcohol, generally you will be able to maintain ketosis. But I don't find that that's actually the main problem people have. It's not the alcohol consumption in and of itself. Most people will maintain a state of ketosis having a moderate drink, but it's a slippery slope. And again, this comes down to the self-awareness. It's almost never just the drinking in and of itself. That's the issue for people when they are, well, as long again, moderation. Uh, being the foundation of all of this, but it's not just the alcohol consumption itself. That's the problem. It's the domino effect of the decision-making or lack thereof that comes as a result of having consumed alcohol. So once we, once we consume alcohol, our decision-making faculties are compromised. We are not as cognitively clear of course, we are potentially affected in terms of our mood because we all know alcohol is a depressant. And now our decision-making abilities start to shift and we may not be making the positive choices we would be otherwise had we not consumed alcohol. Willpower is quite fleeting once those decision-making faculties have been compromised with the consumption of alcohol. So what goes from a couple of drinks may turn into more drinks. And then you may start making poor food choices, either because you're just feeling liberated or because you're now trying to counter the effects of over alcohol consumption. And generally people tend to do that with carbohydrates. So in terms of the keto sphere, I find that this is often when people will go out of keto 
without really considering the effects of it. So you've had the drinks and now you have the food. And this is really one of the worst times, not only to go out of keto nutritionally, but also just to overconsume in general, because like I said, your body has to process that ethanol first. So you're more likely to be in a fat storage metabolism when you're consuming alcohol. So for this to be the time you go to keto and also for this to be the time that you generally overconsume calories, it can set you back long-term. You know, obviously if this is happening in moderation from time to time, it's not a habit that we would generally want to repeat, but it's likely going to have little effect on your body composition long-term. If it's something that's repeating on a regular basis, you're going to start running into plateaus. And many people do find that alcohol leads to a plateau. So it is important to consider the decisions that come after the alcohol consumption. And those decisions do not just last for one day. So more often than not, what I find is it is this slippery slope of a snowball effect with alcohol consumption. So we have the drinks and then we go out of keto or we have the overconsumption or we eat the McDonald's or whatever people eat when they're drunk. And then we are hung over the next day. Now the poor nutrition decisions snowball into the next day. We are also unlikely to get a workout in. So now we've had an extra habit or behavior affected as a result of our choice to consume alcohol. Not only that, but our sleep is affected for the better part of a week. People will argue that they have better sleep after they have had a glass of wine or a drink in the evening. And this is inherently untrue. And don't trust me, trust science. Well, trust me, but also trust science and that this is coming from science. Um, again, anytime I talk about sleep, I talk about uh, the book, Why We Sleep. It is an incredible resource and it will change how you think and feel and operate when it comes to sleep in many ways. And we, they do talk about alcohol in the book. Um, so although you may fall asleep more quickly, you essentially knock yourself out, like not because you've drank so much, but your body shuts down. You don't get into the same deep sleep and you don't have the same quality sleep. So you're not getting rejuvenating, replenishing sleep. And this trend continues throughout the week. So then what happens? Well, all of the snowball effects that happen when you have poor sleep, your cortisol increases, you're making worse decisions when it comes to your food, you're having greater cravings because cortisol affects glucose. And again, now it's this domino effect, not only just from having one night of poor sleep, but a week of poor sleep, your workouts are going to be poorer, your rec recovery is going to be poorer, and the snowball effect continues and continues. So, you know, anytime someone asks me about alcohol, uh, they probably wish they would have just kept their question to themselves, because I start with it depends. And then I go into this journey of here's the, you know, pivot in the road and the fork in the road of all these decisions that are then affected as a result of having consumed a couple of drinks. So if you can practice moderation and keep the rest of your habits structured and be mindful of trying to get a lot of rest, staying hydrated, keeping your electrolytes in, still continuing with keto or your personal approach to nutrition, still committing to your exercise, all of these things, then yes, generally you can implement alcohol if you're able to practice moderation. But then my question is, what is your goal? If you're asking me this question and you're trying to optimize your lifestyle, 
alcohol is absolutely never adding value to anybody's health mentally or physically. Again, it's a depressant. It's a downer. Nobody feels better long-term implementing alcohol. And I say this all the time. Uh, nobody ever regrets not having had a drink. They only regret having had a drink. You never wake up on a Saturday morning or on a Sunday morning saying, oh man, like I wish I would have just got totally blasted last night. You know, it's the opposite. Nobody ever regrets not having a drink. And I think it's really important to be sober curious and experience periods of life socializing and enjoying your favorite activities and enjoying your favorite events that you would maybe normally have alcohol or consume alcohol at and see how you feel. Because I find, especially in our society, we kind of fall into this self-fulfilling prophecy or confirmation bias, maybe is a better word for it, where we convince ourselves that we can only enjoy or have fun socializing as a result of alcohol, but only because we're already only ever having alcohol when we have these social situations and we have this fun. So we start equating fun with alcohol consumption just because we've never tried it another way. So just as I recommend everyone try keto for three months at a time and see how they feel, I really encourage people if alcohol consumption, even in, you know, limited moderation has regularly been a part of your life to go for three months or six months or even longer and see how you really feel having life and doing life and experiencing social situations and relationships and connection without alcohol and see if it really is adding any value to your life or not. And I don't mean this in a judgmental way at all. I truly mean it. I truly mean it in a way of curiosity, feel what life is like without alcohol for an extended time and see if it really is adding the value that you think it is. If you enjoy a drink and you do feel like that adds value, even if it's just enjoyment, because you're a wine connoisseur, or you love mixing a great cocktail or something like this, by all means, there's other value and benefit that can come from alcohol, aside from just alcohol alone, and maybe that like increased liberation that people might feel with alcohol. But I find generally, if you're coming to me for coaching, or you're asking me the question, often people already know the answer. Alcohol is not adding value to our life and the risk of negative effect far outweighs any risk of positive effect. So I think that it's important to ask yourself what your goals are with your habits. Is drinking alcohol in alignment with the lifestyle you're trying to create with for yourself? Is it in alignment with the type of person you want to be and feel as though you are? And if the answer is yes, that moderate alcohol consumption, uh, you know, adds to the type of person that you're striving to be, then by all means, there's a time and a place. And I think that like anything, moderation can be the way but only if you're really being honest as to whether moderation can work for you. And I talk about this with food. I talk about this with carbs, all sorts of different habits. And especially when it comes to potentially addictive substances like alcohol, it's important to have these conversations. I recommend a book to many of my clients called quit like a woman. I generally work mainly with women, although I do work with men. So clearly this is targeted specifically for them. And this is a book that was written by a woman exploring um, 
sobriety and looking for other approaches to sobriety beyond kind of the traditional AA approach. And with this conversation, I just want to talk briefly about the potential peer pressure that comes with alcohol consumption, because I think it's easy to do the self-reflection and say, you know what, I don't think alcohol is adding value to my life. I don't think I want to consume alcohol, but then to be thrown into social situations where sticking to your guns and sticking to that recognition can be really difficult. Um, I find that it actually is very similar to people who influence you to eat a certain way or potentially try to encourage you to eat carbs when you're keto or just people that you're not comfortable sharing that you're in ketosis with, where it's almost a misery loves company. I think there's two approaches. If you're sober, choosing to be sober by choice and not engaging in alcohol consumption and people around you are, and they want you to consume alcohol. It's either one because misery loves company or two, because they genuinely want you to enjoy yourself and have a good time and not feel as though you're missing out. So I think it's just important to go into situations, knowing what your choice is and knowing how you're going to navigate that choice and stick with the decision that you've made for yourself and honor what's best for you. And this is generally so much easier. Like it's so much easier, I think, than we anticipate. First of all, I don't think we need to make any grand statements that we're not drinking unless you want to. It's very easy to say, no, thanks. I've had enough or no, thanks. I'm not interested. No, thanks. I'm not drinking tonight. You know, you don't have to make a big statement about being sober curious or being sober or not drinking by all means, if that's something you take pride in and you want to, I encourage it. I think it's incredible to open that conversation and encourage other people to be sober curious as well. But sometimes the path of least resistance is okay. And I think it's important to navigate that based on what's best for you and what you think is based on the social situation and the people you're engaging with. But if it's people you know and love and it's friends and family, there should never be any sort of peer pressure. And if there is, I think it's very important to reflect on the people you're surrounding yourself with. If somebody that I know and love says that they're challenging themselves not to consume alcohol right now, or just says that they don't want to drink, that's it. End of question. There is no why. And I think we need to practice not questioning people's choices in general, it's none of our business, but when it comes to something like, like alcohol, if someone turns down a drink, we don't need to ask any more than that. We'd be a polite host or, you know, guest and we offer, and if the answer is no, thank you, then that is where the conversation ends. And I think also normalizing, offering a variety of options so that people have ample alcohol-free options. And I just think that it's really helpful to go into social situations. If this is a new choice for you to pursue non-drinking alcohol with a little bit of a plan. When I was in my early years of university, you know, I would go out to the bars and go to the social events and it was just easier to not draw attention to it versus making a bold statement and, you know, having a conversation about it, maybe how I would now, I would just order a diet Coke and put a fresh lime on the side and nobody asked a question. The bartender knew I was ordering diet Coke and everyone else probably assumed I was drinking. And luckily I have enough fun and my dance moves are bad enough that it probably looked like I was under the influence regardless. So I think that's 
a way that you can do it, but you shouldn't have to go out of your way to make it seem as though you're drinking. I think it's something to be super proud of. Uh, and to say like, Hey, you know, I just don't want to drink or I'm not feeling it tonight or whatever the case is. And if you find that you are often surrounded by friends and or family where this is a challenging conversation and something that maybe is pushed upon you, thinking about how you're going to set boundaries in advance to going into those situations. And actually the reason I thought this would be perfect timing is because we have a long weekend coming up. It is going to be Easter weekend, lots of family get togethers, maybe um, some big meals, maybe some alcohol. So I think just perfect timing to reflect on this now, do your little internal in introspection about whether moderation works for you plan on how you want to navigate social situations. If you're planning to limit or moderate alcohol and also plan for the potential setting of boundaries. If you think that may be something necessary for you based on the people you're going to surround yourself with. And I do have a couple episodes on setting boundaries. I have a solo episode as well as the episode with um, boundary specialist Ash uh, here on the podcast and her Instagram's linked as well to that episode. And she is an incredible resource for setting boundaries. So I think that clarity on alcohol and not assuming it needs to be part of normal life is important. Can it be implemented in a balanced ketogenic lifestyle in moderation? Absolutely. Does it need to be? Does it add any value to life or health? Arguably, absolutely not. So I encourage you to make the decision that's best for you, but also to be curious about what that decision is and experiment and potentially play with sobriety and see how it feels for you and see how different life is with an extended period of non-consumption. If that's nothing you've ever experienced yourself, I really encourage it. And I hope you have a great long weekend. Enjoy yourself and enjoy good food and good family. And remember that when it comes to consumption, whether food or alcohol, the number one takeaway should be the time spent with others when you're in a social situation. It's about memories. It's about connection. It's about conversation. It's not all about the food and it's not all about the alcohol. Those things are an aside to the connection that we're creating with our loved ones in those situations. So focus on that. If you feel like you need a little bit of extra guidance, I've got an episode on navigating the holidays here. It was relevant to Thanksgiving, but it absolutely is relevant uh, and applicable to any long weekends or holidays or just navigating those social situations. That's all the time we have together this week. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode each Sunday. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at KY Wellness. I even have a little infographic on Instagram all about what alcohols are best on keto if you want a little cheat sheet. More details about this episode and all previous episodes can be found at kywellness.ca under the podcast tab. Please don't forget to move your body, nourish your body, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. See you next week and keep yourself well.